Why do we need two international caps lock days? And welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your magician of sorcery, Soup. Wait, well, how come you're not the magician of Soup? Um, magician of the Soup. I could be a magician of Soup. <laughs> that would I make more sense, right? <laughs> I don't make a lot of Soup, though, is the thing. But I do do a lot of sorcery. Oh, could be sorcery Soup. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm your doctor, Dr. Stone Renu. You're soap. I'm soap. I'm soap I'm, stone. I'm soup and you're soap. Yeah. Man, All right. we could yeah. have been a real duo. <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. Uh, this week, S stands for Absolute Territory because we'll be wrapping up the summer 2019 season. But before we get into that, what have, uh, what have we been up to? Uh, well, I have been getting slaughtered by Inktober. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, We're nearing the end of it. We are nearing the end of it. By the time we record our next episode, I will be done. Uh, I'm super behind in the way of, like, you know, I, I, I at least draw something of the entry that I'm gonna, you know, do for the day. But how far I get depends on how much time I have. And because I draw slowly, it never pans out well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we only uh, have so much time. Right, exactly. And so even on weekends when I'm free, I'm just playing catch up. And even then, I'm still behind. So that's that's my life right so now. So, Randy, you should just, just take, it, take it easy. Do something a little simpler. <sighs> Do you do you have like a theme you're doing for your Inktober? Yeah, I'm doing um character concept art. Character concept art, okay. Yeah. Um so it, that's it's pretty just it's just a lot. Um <laughs> too I I considering like the stuff that I've been drawing, like really an Inktober entry ought to be like half of what I draw for for a day's worth, you know what I mean? Like like I'm drawing mm-hmm. way too much for one day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you should just you should just break it up and like do like a sketch, yeah, in ink and then move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not here to tell you how to do art, though. So no, but that is what I should do. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I mean, as as nice it is as it is to like have like a, a you know you take it slow and you you do the whole thing. Like we only have so much time. Yeah, it would stress me out less, but yeah, I mean, we basically only have like a little over a week left of until See, anyway. Okay, so. but I mean, in all fairness, in all fairness, um, once your Inktober ends, my Nano Remo begins. So right, I, I'm I- in literally <laughs> no position to speak whatsoever about this. <laughs> I was 
I was thinking like, I was like, I mean, I've always wanted to complete NaNoWriMo. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me to do Inktober and NaNoWriMo, which some people do. I mean, some people do both. I feel like they're back to back and it's just so, I don't know. It's too much, too much. I would not be able to do it. I will, I will say, um, I wasn't necessarily planning on it, but um, I was gifted a, a brilliant idea, a beautiful like little little kernel of uh, of a novel by my friend because I was talking about like, well, you know, I've always like played around with the idea of writing a novel, like it would be about this kind of thing, uh, and he was kind enough to be like. Um, to help me develop it and be like, well, what if it was like this kind of thing? And I'm like, God damn, you're a genius. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So um, I'm going to destroy myself over November and maybe at the end of it, I'll have a product and maybe it will It all depends on, it all depends on how it goes. Get that Brett. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been up to? Um... That's 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 it. Uh, otherwise, I've while I've been working on Inktober, I've been binge watching like Netflix mystery shows. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. They're not very like compelling or whatever. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. they're OK, you know, but it, it's like that kind of thing where it's like I need them to just be OK or else I'll watch the show instead of drawing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I um so normally I and. <laughs> And this is this is a little bit of a spoiler for the rest of the episode. Together, collectively, we seem to only have watched about five shows, which <laughs> I mean, I I wanted to watch more, but I um I don't <laughs> I have not been. Pl- I, this is a funny thing. Uh, I have not been playing as much Grand Blue lately. And because of that, I have not been able to watch as much anime. Um <laughs> As funny as that sounds, I've been playing wow. games that require me to actually play the game with my right. entire set of eyeballs, and I won't be able to pay attention to really anything else. Right? Yeah, so. it's it's the same with me and like drawing and anime. It's like I I can't draw and watch anime at the same time unless it's something that I really don't care about. Yeah, uh, because it involves is... reading subtitles or like you know listening to the actual audio and. Which is a bummer because there's at least two shows that I wanted to watch, um, maybe two and a half. Like, I really wanted Mm -hmm. to watch uh, the rest of Vinland Saga. You did put it on here. Is that because you watched it? I watched it, but I didn't... I got further than what we watched as a group. Okay. That's not saying much because we didn't watch a whole... We watched, like, one episode as a group. Yeah, like, one or two episodes. Um, It was not a lot. Uh, and I really wanted to watch the rest of uh, Oh, Maidens in Your Savage Season, but um, that didn't come to be... Because, ah, we're busy. We're, holy shit, we got so busy so fast. (laughs) Like, it, I mean, this happens anytime a a couple of weeks happen where, like, some of us can't make it or, like, whatever. We we, we have to play catch-up and suddenly we, like, have to start dropping shows. Um, Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but we only have so much time in the day. Uh, Somehow me included, even though I don't actually have, like, a job or anything. I'm just... Bad at doing things, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's that's all you've been really up to, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I have been playing Destiny, which is the game that has been occupying most of my time um, lately. And I'm just uh, I hit the like soft power cap, and I've I've just been kind of grinding out activities for stronger gear so that 
uh, eventually I will be ready to to maybe do like a raid or something. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that that's where I'm at there. It's it's pretty cool. It's like it's actually a pretty fun game to play. Um, all things considered, it's the weapons in it feel very nice. Like they're very satisfying to to play with. Um, and so the rest the rest of the game is kind of like it can be as whatever as as it is. Um, I I think most of it's pretty good. Some of the PvP modes are a little bit obnoxious. Um, but that's just because, I don't know, you have to do PvP for certain rewards, like, certain challenges, like, uh, weekly, um, which is not the worst. If it was, like, an MMO PvP style thing, I I wouldn't really be for it, but because it's, like, mostly just FPS, I'm like, okay, I can grind out matches, like, this is not that hard. I've, I've been playing FPS for a long time. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's where I'm at with that, um... But, like, the kind of big thing that I did um, since the last time we spoke was uh, Big Bad Con. I went yeah, to, how was that? I went to Big Bad Con, um, and it basically, it's actually really funny because the con basically lasted a week for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it It is a, technically speaking, it's a three-day convention, except the opening ceremony um, is on Thursday, so it's a, it's a three-and-a-half-day convention. Okay. Um, but for me, it lasted six days. Mm-hmm. because uh and this is funny we had to really rush the recording and then uh i had to rush the editing of uh the last episode which actually turned out surprisingly well in my opinion um i think it was a pretty good episode uh <laughs> but yeah i mean i'm lucky it was a good episode because if right. it required a ton of editing i would have probably not been able to do it um but I, I did that. I got it set up so that it would go up on Friday while I was at the convention. And I actually managed that somehow, which is amazing. And then Ooh. because of that, I had about two hours of sleep. And then I drove to pick up my friend from the airport. Um, uh-huh. Because SFO to uh, Walnut Creek, which is where the convention is being held, is a pretty a pretty rough drive, to be honest. Like, if you if you take, like, a ride share there, it'll be, like, 50 to $70. So... Uh. Um, I thought I would, you know, help my friends out, so I did that, and it, uh, I, I don't know, the convention as a whole was, was really, really amazing. I had, like, a really great time. It's Aww. such a, it's a small con, and it's, like, run with such a, a, a great level of, like, care about its attendance that, like, it's, it just feels very nice. Um, we... Uh, the con is like shared with some other events, um, just because there's a special there's a special thing you can do where you can just buy out the hotel, like the um, like there is buying out every room in the hotel and then doing a buyout. Um, the difference be- uh, being that the buyout it means you are including the rooms that are reserved for like um, like business contracts and like special events. Um, so you have to pay like cancel all those contracts and then. Um, but you get to have the hotel basically, like have the whole hotel. Um, and they're looking at that for next year, depending on how much that costs. Um, I don't know. Uh, and it seems like they don't know, but they, cause they just learned about it. Uh, but I got, yeah, I, I mean, it's really fun. I got to speak to the person who runs the convention, Sean Nittner, cause he's, uh, around despite how busy he is, like making sure the convention is not on fire. Um, hmm. but yeah, it's a very, like, it's a very, it's a very like small convention, um, and it's very, it feels like very much, um, um, well, actually it's, it's interesting because it, it feels like there's kind of like, um, 
like a couple of small circles that like run around, but for the most part, it it feels very like nice and small and um, okay. friendly. It's very friendly and 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 uh, and nice. Uh, yeah. I met a ton of people over the weekend. Um, it's <laughs> the event is mostly focused around like um like tabletop and board game stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So most everybody there is there to either play play tabletop games or talk about tabletop games. Uh, half of them, at least, are like tabletop designers um, who make stuff in in the space, like in the like indie itch space, which includes me now, actually, which is funny. Um, and it was very interesting getting to to meet a whole bunch of new people and like listen to what they're what they're up to in terms of like making games, and it was really cool. I made a lot of really great friends. Like, I'm very, very happy about um, all the, the friendships that I made over the weekend. I got to see some old friends. I got to make a ton of new friends. <laughs> and overall, it was like, I don't know, it was really chill. I, I felt like for the first time in a long time, because mostly because I had just thrown all my obligations out the window to go to this convention, it felt very relaxing, even though I spent like 90% of it shit posting in the lobby with my friends. <laughs> um but you know what that's kind of that's kind of okay that's kind of okay um i also like spent a lot of it designing a game um and by the end of it it was pretty fucking cool um oh, yeah? because essentially it, it is a uh it became a way to get a um it was a way to generate a mech name and a finishing move in the style of like an anime mech name and finishing move mm. and uh, it seemed like it was a hit because um, that's the first part of the game. The second part is you actually play it with another person. But oh. um, I did the first part for a ton of people. Like it was, it was a kind of kind of a nice like little party game where we we would just give I would just give people mech names and it was really cool. Um, and that was a super fun time. But yeah, uh, I spent basically Wednesday through Sunday shit posting in the lobby and talking to people. I mean, I didn't go to that many events. Um, but I, I got to have a ton of great food, uh, as one does when one is at a convention, mm-hmm. especially one that's so close to my neck of the woods. It's a little far out of my my field of expertise, but all of the stuff is still like California, West Coast, Bay Area. So I, I had a handle on things. Um, yes, we went to get ramen. We went to get cream barbecue. We went to get hot pot. So we completed the holy trifecta of, uh... of foods that make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was, that was super great. The hot pot place is actually really, really nice. Um, mm. it was like a Japanese hot pot place, I think, or a Japanese Ooh. sort of inspired hot pot place with like a couple right. of sort of Korean options because, mm-hmm. um, the broths weren't like traditional, like, oh, there's like the spicy broth and there's like the, uh, herbal broth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, that was, that was very tasty. I had a lot of good food. I drank a decent amount. Over the weekend, mostly just like sit in the lobby, have an overpriced beer, talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Sit in the lobby, have an overpriced beer, talk to your friends. <laughs> um, they seem the the bar, the bar seemed very busy. They seemed very understaffed for this event. Um, oh, and oh many dear. of them seemed like they were still in training because they were a bit confused as to what was was, what was supposed to be happening. Um, like uh, one night, uh, I I was like, okay, can I like open a tab? And the guy was like, sure. And then when I came back to the bar, um. Uh, like one of the, one of the other people was like, "Oh, actually, we're not keeping tabs tonight." I'm like, "Okay, well, can I get my card back?" <laughs> <laughs> um, 
aside from that, on Monday, uh, on Monday, I had uh, I had some hangouts with my um, with with some people like who you know very quickly be- became my friends because uh, their flights were later in the evening, and I I said, well, I mean, if you're if you're flying out later, I can drive you to the airport. Um, because even though they were going to different airports, some of them were going to SFO and some of them were going to uh, Oakland. Um, it was fine. It actually ended up being fine because the person who needed to go to SFO, um, I just dropped at like a BART station and they were able to just take the BART to the airport, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they got there safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just had to go back to the hotel, pick up some more people and then head to the hotel um, or head to the airport. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was really nice. Like we spent the day in Japantown. Um, we had, uh, some food, um, at like one of the restaurants and then we went and got some takoyaki. Uh, mm-hmm. and then one of the, um, one of the people from the, from the convention stayed in my home for two extra nights because his flight was on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, was that yeah. planned or? Um, basically, I think, um, I don't remember when it came up, but, uh, I was like, I, I, like I was asking around, and I think um, somebody, somebody else was like, "Oh, there was a, there's a typhoon in Japan that's happening, and my flight goes through Japan. So, like, is it possible for me to crash at your place or something? Because I know you live around here. Because um, uh, you know, if that flight gets canceled, I'm like, I'm fucked basically. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I def, I definitely offered my my home to at least one or two people. Um. And one of them was like, I'm flying out on Wednesday. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can stay in my home if you'd like, if you've got no plans. Um, because, you know, hotel stays are pretty expensive. So Yeah, that's butts when you have to stay uh, an extra day, pay hotel. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, just just come stay at my place. It'll be fine. And that was really fun, actually. We got to hang out. Um, we got to talk about all manner of shit. Uh, I really like him. I think he was one of the nicest people I met. Um, we spent a day in San Francisco, uh, took him to my favorite ramen place, um, and we went to see Promare. Yeah, that was, that was it. (laughs) I took him to see Promare. Um, and that was really fun because, um, we immediately clicked because he has some very good opinions about, uh, like trigger works and like kill a kill, which are very interesting. I would be very like interested to have him on for an episode, um, and he really likes Common Rider, so it's possible that we could just do like a thing where we watch Common Rider and we go on his show or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, because he does a, he does cool. a podcast, I think, about Common Rider. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll leave a link to that. Um, I had a great time. He was also the person who uh, was like, "Ah, your novel idea. What if it was like this?" And I'm like, "Holy oh. shit!" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, that was, that was really fun. I taught him about the, the history of, like, I gave him a Vocaloid history lesson, <laughs> which was very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize how much I knew about it generally, but like, wow, I've really been listening to Vocaloid for like 10 years, huh? That's, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know much about Vocaloid history, so yeah, I guess... <laughs> I guess you're our historian now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I would, See, the thing is that I feel like, um, at the very least, in English, there's no real recognition for, um, for like, Vocaloid and what it is as, like, a cultural phenomenon in Japan. And 
I would be very interested to see if there were any scholarly art- articles about it in Japanese. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, I have some very interesting opinions about it because it coincides with internet and memes in a very fascinating way to me. But that was my weekend at Big Bad. It was just amazing. <laughs> and then afterwards, I had a good sleep. Oh, good. <laughs> a Just couple of good sleeps, actually, because um, I came down with a cold immediately afterwards. Um, <laughs> oh. I wasn't super sick. It was just, um, I just felt like um, my throat hurt, basically. So uh. as soon as I got over that, um, like, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I had two hellish days. On Friday and Saturday, because my entire day, both days, was packed from morning to, like, midnight. <laughs> um, because I was, I, oh, shit, okay, before, before we move on, because, um, you know, we only watched four shows, I do want to keep the show short-ish, um, so that I don't, because, um, you know, there's, there's no reason to, to, to overstay our welcome, of course. Uh-huh. Um... I got to watch on Saturday uh Bong Jun Ho's Parasite. Okay. Which was a really good movie. It it frankly it's kind of an amazing movie. Um hmm. I know about Bong Jun Ho as like a director. Um he's a Korean director who does like a lot of like he does a lot of movies that include really shocking displays of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, to make like larger points about, um, I mean, depending on whatever whatever it is about, like Parasite is is this incredible allegory for for poverty, and it's it just it hits like because mm-hmm. it's it's really funny until it's not is the thing. Oh, like it's it's really funny and and a kind of almost whimsical. And and then the violence starts and the weird shit starts and you're like, holy crap, this is a lot. Um, definitely, his movies are... Um, Bong Joon-ho is also the director of Snowpiercer, the movie. Mm. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, like, it's... It... Whoa, boy, it is so intense. It is a very intense movie. I walked out of that theater like, oh my god, am I going to sleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Like, holy shit, I'm still thinking about it. It's 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 kind of amazing. I have okay. a lot of thoughts about it, um, but I will not talk about it now because uh well I don't want to spoil the movie yet. Um and obviously, like you haven't seen it, so I would just be talking at the void. Yes, you would be I, talking at an mm-hmm and oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would recommend watching it. Um Okay. It has a, a a couple of like really violent moments at the end of the movie. Um uh, and you'll know when that when that's that kind of switch flips. Um okay. but it's it's too um I think that the the tone shift is like really really well handled. Like mm. cuz the movie is really suspenseful all the way through and mm. it's only at the end when you really like kind of hit that breaking point and it's like it's such a, a a wonderfully put together piece um but yeah if if you're like kind of a squeamish person it it is a little hard to get through the ending bit all right it might be hard for me to get through the ending bit <laughs> mm, yeah uh i think 
as far as a movie goes, it's very, very good. I think you would like most of the movie until the people started like doing violence, but it, okay. it'd just be like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about that movie, but mm. I will I will pocket them for now. Maybe I'll talk about them in the future. Um, we don't have to talk about it for the podcast, obviously. Um, maybe, but we maybe. could. But we I could, yeah. It. If you want, if you wanted to go watch it for the podcast, yeah. we could definitely do an episode about Parasite. Um, that <laughs> would not be a, a huge issue. All right, let's talk about anime. Uh, we literally only watched like four and a half, <laughs> if that. Like maybe just yeah. four. Yeah. Um, it's true. Like, like I said, we we get to a point where we start playing catch up, and then like it's it's over. Like anything that we're not super invested in is it just mm-hmm. falls by the wayside. And we, <laughs> and funnily enough, we we weren't even that invested in Fire Force, and we still watched most of it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I think this was an okay season for us to have been super busy because I, I there weren't so. that many shows that like I was like we gotta like gotta keep up every week kind of thing. I I think so. I feel like we maybe should have just dropped Fire Force and watched like Vinland Saga because I think a hundred percent agree. I think of the two okay. Vinland Sagas <laughs> is is better, and I think of the three of Vinland Saga, Fire Force, and O Maidens, I think O Maidens might also beat out Fire Force. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's a point at which you're like, well, the premise for um, Fire Force and Promare sound really similar. And then you watch them and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to yeah. talk about Promare for a lot longer. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. <laughs> there's really good ideas in Fire Force. Like the um, the world building in it is yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. But ultimately, it's not as good even as soul eater was so mm. right i i mean maybe it would just like didn't hold my attention as well as soul eater which no which is a shame because it looks really good <laughs> it does look really good but i'm thinking in terms of like if i had never watched soul eater and I, and so i didn't have anything to compare it to in, in that regard right like if this was like the author's first work or whatever i feel like even then i would still be like I'd still think that it was just a Blue Exorcist derivative, right? I mean, that's true. It does feel very much like Blue Exorcist. Like, oh god, like painfully so. And <laughs> yeah, and, and so yeah. that's that's the biggest turnoff for me. For it is like the only compelling point of it was like the beautiful animation. But if you have no story to back it up, and if I don't particularly care about your characters either, then there's no point, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, we're we jumped right into Fire Force, even though like. Well, I mean, we didn't even finish it, so like. Yeah. Uh, who who knows? Okay, let's start. Let's start in the order that we wrote this down, um, okay. and not just completely ignore the fact that we did some prep for this. <laughs> or else I'll, we could I'll just be sad. let it flow naturally too. It's I mean, fine. we we could like it, it. Okay, let's talk about let's just, let's, it. let's just get Fire Force out of the way because we okay, didn't okay. finish it. Did wait? Yeah. Did you finish Vinland Saga? I did not finish Vinland Saga. How much of it um, did you watch? Huh? How much of it did you watch? I think I watched like four episodes. Okay, three or fair four? enough. We'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about Fire Force, then Vinland Saga, and then we'll yeah. go from there. So, yeah. Fire Force is it's okay. It's solidly okay. It's solidly okay. Yes, I agree. Like the the animation of it is very very good for a seasonal anime. 
Yes. And the fire effects are very, very good and stunning. Yes. Um, it's gorgeous, yeah. It is a very pretty show, and it flows yes. very well. Yes. Uh, but it's... I think it, it struggles a little bit uh, to, like, say what, what it's really about at all. Because... Yeah. It has... A, it, it seems to have a lot of trouble focusing because it's like it's got a lot of these kind of disparate pieces that never really come together. Like there's this whole thing about like uh, he looks like kind of scary because he just smiles all the time. And it's like just mostly a gag. It's not really anything, which is like right. fi- it's fine to have like character traits that aren't like Im- immediately and like intimately connected to the story. But like it just feels like it was meant to do something, but it doesn't, um, which is kind of how I feel like a, about a lot of it because I am fascinated by the world building of, of Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very interesting, this idea that in the post-apocalypse which which was what happened, there was, a po- there was an apocalypse and we're in the post-apocalypse. Um, mm-hmm. The government and the corporation are basically like one entity. Um, there's firefighters that like suppress fires and also like these fire monster people things that right it's like this 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 setup that could say something interesting um but it's just kind of not focused enough to like actually deliver on much of anything um Mm -hmm. it does really feel a lot like a blue exorcist derivative yeah because like blue exorcist also has that like um that whole thing about like religion and Yes. prayer and and that sort of setup and i admit that that kind of stuff is always a little fascinating to me um because my favorite part of fire force by far is where they're like um you know where they're like uh praying they're like you know doing the like handsome right praying. yeah um and they're like putting putting people to rest or whatever because mm-hmm. that's um yeah, I th- I think if it came out in a different season, we might have we might have been more invested in it. But it came out the same season as Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer is just like a hundred times better. <laughs> like every everything that Fire Force does is so like, while the setup is interesting, the conventions of it are very very classic standard bog like bog standard shonen. Whereas Demon Slayer actually is very interesting from a, from the standpoint of like it's about something else. Yeah, like if I if I had to. Like like think of anime that Demon Slayer reminded me of. I would be able to think of several, right? Whereas for Fire Force, I think of two, <laughs> two solid ones that I would arguably would rather watch more than right. Fire Force. I would rather watch those. Yeah, and even then, it's like I wasn't like I mean I was a big fan of Soul Eater despite its ending for the anime, which was dumb, and I was like an okay fan of Blue Exorcist, like, enough to, like, watch all of it, but it was still, like, very okay at the end, right? Yeah. And then with Fire Force, it's, like, even less, less than, than that, right? <laughs> See, the thing is, I'm, I'm always very interested in this idea of, like, um, monster suppression forces as being, like, part of a, like, religious entity and what sure. that means. Yeah. Um, and it only like, as far as I remember in the manga, it only even vaguely touches on that, um, and not in any real satisfying way. Whereas Demon Slayer literally does it better, like without anyone being a religious yeah. character, which is so funny to me. 
Yeah, like, I feel like, at least in terms of... They, they both try to garner sympathy for the the quote-unquote monsters, right? Uh, and I feel like, for me at least, that Demon Slayer delves into it way deeper than Fire Force. And arguably that might be because like they show like the entire demon's backstory or whatever in a couple minutes or, and whatnot. But even then, like I feel like the emotional... Hit, like like the emotional points like hit harder for yeah. Demon Slayer versus Fire Force. Right. I, I like the thing about Fire Force to me is that it doesn't do what Demon Slayer does as well because even if a show is is like gonna try to garner sympathy for like the the antagonists, it doesn't always go well. Sometimes it feels a little bit like ah uh, whatever. The right. reason that it works so well for Demon Slayer is that the central ethos of the show is about that like it's about yeah. the fact that none of these people actually really deserved this right right whereas fire force like has an attempt at that but it just is not interesting because the the central pillar of the show um like the main character as as is 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 not right it's just less interesting i think right yeah i mean if you want like if you want a show that looks very good uh, and has some interesting world building things, but also has really weird, weirdly out of place, out of tone fan service, then <laughs> I guess you could watch Fire Force. <laughs> I mean, Fire Force definitely has an appeal and I feel like there are a lot of people who love it and I think that's totally fine. I think it's just that that appeal isn't exactly at least up my alley. Like I completely glazed over it. Like I, right, there, yeah, was, yeah. there was almost nothing about that show that, that, that I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing that's really like that super interesting about it. Um, to be honest. Um, I do like, I will say I do like the arc where they go to the district where it's like traditional Japanese firefighting. And so they have the people oh. with, um, the like big sticks, Oh, see, I would like more of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think I was just basically hoping that that part would come sooner because I, I think the oh. rest of it was kind of eh. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jump into the interesting bits real soon. Yeah, I, I mean, unless I have uh, to look at, I don't know, this boy with his shark teeth and bare <laughs> feeties and how everyone makes a fuss <laughs> over it is uh, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of Promare though, and I like Promare a lot. I love so. Promare. I would just rather watch Promare over and over again. I would rather rewatch Promare again. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I, I mean, that's. Yeah. That, that's I, a fucking lot tome for that one. Yeah, Put that I, one to I, rest. I don't know. I. I feel like I don't want to be like too hard on it because it is. It's not a bad show. It. But I feel like we. Uh, maybe it. Maybe it's because it is a middle of the road show for us that we kind of lay into it harder because. You know, it's not like. Listen, I'm just laying into it because it has interesting ideas and does nothing yeah. with them. Right, exactly. That's that's what I. That's why I get so offended by like shows that like like Bungo Stray Dogs. It's like Ugh. you're you're so middle of the road, but you could have been so much more kind of thing. But people love that show, and it's like okay, you're totally allowed to love that show. So I don't want to like lay into it too too hard because it's not like it was. <laughs> It's not like it, I don't know, really, really turned my world upside down or anything and 
made me want to riot on the streets. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, on, honestly, same. Like I've, I feel yeah. very similar. But boom, go straight dogs. <laughs> so let's talk about Vinland Saga briefly. Um, sure. I know a lot of people who very much like this show. Um, oh, I know I know yeah. a lot of people who like laud the anim- uh, the manga as like the oh yes the like second coming of Christ I guess like Basically, like literally the best manga to ever be made ever <laughs> is is what a lot of people say that's and what I, I have heard. friends who say that too so you know um, but yeah I think it I mean I apparently the anime is rather faithful to the manga from from my understanding of it. The first and, episode looked good. Yeah, um, and so I think, I, I think it deserves the praise that it gets. Honestly, maybe it, it could be that it's overhyped, but from what I've seen of this story, it's really, really well done. Oh my goodness! That's yeah. I've heard that it's like um, because it's so grounded historically in its setting, yeah. um, and like it sounds like the drama is very good in it as well. Yeah, which. Uh, I mean, people like Viking shows. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's not like one of those things where like you'll you'll get your plot twists all twisted up, and you'll never see the next thing coming. Like you know, kind of like the Game of Thrones, whatever. You don't know who who's gonna die next. It's not like that, right? But it's it's a solidly well told story, and it's also got you know great historical research put into it. It's really really well animated, well drawn, that kind of thing. Like it's it feels like it hits every aspect of, you know, that form of storytelling really well. And nice. of course it's not perfect. And I'm, I'm sure people will like I don't know, say this or that about, you know, maybe nitpicking about historical accuracies or whatever, but I think it just like across the board like I have trouble faulting it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about, like, a story that the, you can see the trajectory of the story, um, mm-hmm. but it's still compelling along the way. Yes, I mean, exactly. God, God knows that Promare is literally just, <laughs> like, that taken to the utmost extreme. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the trigger formula taken to its logical conclusion, where yep. they're so past the point of caring, they're like, yep. okay... We know that you hate the part where we just explain things. So here is a five minute like spark notes of the the like the things that you need to know. Here yeah. is your mech. It's called Deus Ex Machina because we always have Deus Ex Machinas in in Act Three of like our shows. <laughs> Fucking get it. It's so like uh, it so doesn't give a shit about the fact that it just does the same thing no. over and over again. It's, it's, that it's just studio trigger the movie. And that it's <laughs> it's beautiful. It, like you can overlook every other aspect of it yeah. because it's so disgustingly bombastically trigger. Um, <laughs> and they've really they really perfected their formula. Anyway, this this episode is not about Premiere. That's the last episode. <laughs> we had one about Premiere already. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I, I hear that it's good. It looks good. I want to watch it. I think I will probably watch it um, on my own at some point. Um, and yes, report, and I, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's 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 cover what we actually did watch, like what what we actually finished. Um, for the most part, I mean, one of these one of these shows continues into next season, so it's kind of mm-hmm. whatever. Um, let's talk about Fruits Basket. Yes. So that it's, it's very good. Oh my god! Like so, it continued from our previous season, but uh, we continued watching it because we love it. 
And yeah, I think it, if I remember correctly, it covers everything in the original anime where it leaves off in, in this season, at least. And mm, I don't know mm. if they'll be making more, but I really hope they do because... I mean, I think the manga are. continues from this point. So right, it would be kind of a kind of a bummer if we got it again, where it's just like, oh, right. whoops, no, no <laughs> exactly. more anime. Let's let's just cut it off at the same point or similar point, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna continue with it. I think the intention with the creation of the series was to to make a, a sort of like complete telling, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, please, like do this and then do Oran. <laughs> Oh my god! Please! Holy Please. shit! What Please. I would not give for an Oran remake. I know. Uh, I had I need to, it in my soul. I had to go back and read the manga for Oran High School Host Club because I was like, this is unsatisfying to the extreme. And then when I, I got to the end, I was like, oh my god, really? Those two? I know! Anyway, uh, I would, yeah, I would rewatch. I would I would watch uh, an anime that was all of Oran. Um and like yeah, Fruits Basket, huh? Um I feel <laughs> I feel like the thing is a lot of what I said in the la- in the like uh last season's wrap up still stands. Like I have Yeah, yeah. I feel like m- like mo- most of what I would want to talk about is is in there. Like this idea of like love love as a concept that is applicable to different like things it's like so free-flowing and i and i I love that um like we just we're kind of like scratching at like the the fruits basket surface really (laughs) like we need more of it so that we can like get get to the i mean there's there's admittedly a lot of it that's already very heavy um yeah but like you know like it, it we we need a little bit more of it obviously i feel like Um, it, it just strikes just a really nice balance between the heavy and the light and yeah. I, I, mean, I do love that it, it explores all these different aspects and, and ways of expressing love, not necessarily romantic love, which is really nice. Yeah, uh, I, I, I personally think that like it all of the strengths of Fruits Basket are, are definitely present. Like the reason mm-hmm. why people liked it to begin with are definitely there. And yeah. then it's it's just updated to look better, like. Yeah. It's it's as straightforward as that really. It's it's updated to look better. It the anime looks like it's going to cover the actual whole story, which is nice for a change. Bless um, me, please. <laughs> and I I mean, yeah, like all all the themes like this I mean very much like um Yeah. Yeah. You got Naruto? Uh-huh. He turns into the nine-tailed fox. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got uh I, I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this joke. But well, yeah, where did where did Naruto I, come in? <laughs> well the, I mean the the cat boy is just Naruto. I mean I guess so. But also, anyway, how dare you? <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um yeah, I, I think it's very good, and it's it's a very like um, it's a very honest approach to um, like the way it handles, um, like what love is is very interesting. Like it has some very good things to say because it's mm-hmm. like this because um, Kyo's whole thing is like 
um, his mom would always would always be like, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you. All these like reaffirming words, but like he wouldn't be allowed to go outside. You know, he wouldn't be able to allowed to do whatever. And yeah, it it it's like this very honest addressal of like, um, you're basically refusing to look at me, right? Like you're just ignoring yeah. the bad things about me. You're not acknowledging that they exist and that it's okay that they exist, right? Um, which I thought was like very like I was like, oh damn. Yeah, right? That's so real, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's very much a, uh, it's good. Like, honestly, like, I, do I have to convince anybody to watch Fruits Basket at this point? Like, if you, if you know you're gonna like it, like, I, I feel like any, anyone who's gonna like Fruits Basket has almost certainly already seen it. <laughs> but for those of you that haven't, if you really, if you want something that's a little bit like, if you want to see what what depictions of queerness were like in the early 2000s, where everything was a little hush hush under the table, but also a little bit like we're being coy about it. Um, but also, <laughs> like, it's pretty explicit how, like, gay these children are. And like the whole like animal thing can also be read as a metaphor for queerness. All that sort of stuff. Fuck it. Fuck it up, man. Just just watch Fruits Basket. It's It's good. Sit down and watch it. <laughs> Sit down and watch Fruits Basket. It is a classic for a reason. If you like shoujo, definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. Oh, this yeah, is, for sure. It's, it's such a glimpse into what shoujo was like in the early 2000s. Just everything. All of it. <laughs> Just all of it. All of it was like this. Yeah. Um. So that's Fruits Basket. Uh, mm -hmm. Demon Slayer is like very much in the same boat. Um a lot of what we talked about still stands. And th this is going to be the case with anything we, we talk about that, like, wraps around in terms of seasons. Um, I, mean, I mean, I would argue that the second half of Dororo is much weaker than the first half. <laughs> well, that's, that's very fair. You know what? You're, you're, you're very right. Um, they just kind of ran out of steam at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> Demon Slayer, though, is the exact opposite. It ramps the fuck oh, up. Oh, God. Like, the stakes are so much higher. <laughs> including the animation. Like, it all just ramps up where uh. they're like, ah, do you want to see the most beautiful anime fight scene you've ever seen in your life with more particle effects than God? Mm. <laughs> Here you go. Here's episode 19. You're like, Jesus Christ. It felt like they properly planned for how long this, uh, these two seasons were going to be, which yeah, is Yeah, it very much seemed, it very much seemed like that. Like they had, yeah. they had an idea of, of how they were going to do it, how they were going to yep. approach it. And you know what? It's so it's so good. It like maintains all of the quality of the first half, arguably like getting better, which is I think it gets shocking. better. Yeah, yes. I think it gets better. Um, they also, I think the second half of the season is very interesting. They use they seem to use CG a lot less. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm not too. sure. I'm not sure what that's about. It might be because there were less um, of these like um, really really like transitioning shots. A lot of it was kind of either they were fighting. Or either they were moving, or mm -hmm. either they were like talking. Um, Can you imagine if they CG'd the Spiderhead babies or the baby oh, head that'd be spiders? The most horrific thing ever. <laughs> that scene, that scene, by the way, is actually really good. Um, see, the thing is, I feel like uh, a lot of people have a lot of problems with Zenitsu as a character, and I completely understand that he's yes. very annoying. He's very yes. obnoxious. His voice actor does a great job of being very obnoxious. Yes, and. <laughs> 
his 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 like modus operandi is basically just I'm gonna harass women all the time, which is yeah. not ideal. But in in Zenitsu's defense, <laughs> not that I'm going to excuse any of that, but no. I think that the other stuff about him is better. And I and I as far as I remember, that stuff really tapers off um, later. Mm. Like, as far as I remember, after the um, after the 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 set that the anime has gone through, um, I feel like he doesn't really do it that much. But I could be wrong. Um, mm. At the very least, it wasn't as noticeable to me. And a lot of his other, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Zenitsu is like only only there for like some of the arcs. Um, no, I mean, he's he's only vaguely present basically um because he has to be unconscious to actually do anything <laughs> but yeah i i think that the other every other aspect of him aside from being a fuck boy is is good like i think aside from being the world's biggest and most annoying fuck boy like his his introduction to um to tanjiro where he's like i know that you're keeping a demon in this box but I am going to protect it literally with my life because you're so kind, I want to cry. And, like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish that the other aspects of him um, that were not as savory were a little bit less pronounced. Uh, because I think that, that scene is very good for setting, for setting Zenitsu's character as somebody who is just mortally terrified of death. Like, he's just like, I'm going to die all the time. I'm going to scream about it all the time. Mm -hmm. But... Like he still overcomes that fear to help people because because he is on some level kind and he wants to to help people. Yeah, um, for for me, I think the author does an excellent job of handling his character because, like, he is very purposefully purposefully obnoxious. With all of his <laughs> yeah, per of all of his worst possible characteristics are from like the first two minutes that you meet him. He's like womanizing. He's just like a layabout. He's a coward. Everything in the first couple minutes that you're meeting him. And it isn't until the end of that arc that you see like the one redeeming characteristic that maybe makes like getting to know him kind of worth it. And you think, okay, well, what if that one redeeming characteristic were was further brought out by him continuing to be around Tanjiro? And then yes, you kind of yes. get hope that like... That's the trajectory for his character, is that he'll continue to grow despite all of these obvious flaws to his character. <laughs> yeah. I think as soon as I think as soon as the train arc ends, he gets a lot better. Um, and it's I mean, it's wild to me that they're just gonna make it a movie because holy shit, I can't wait. I think that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> um I know having read the manga, uh, having been caught up to the manga, um, there yeah. is a moment with Zenitsu that is really, really good. Yay. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but I mean, I, at, yeah, least, I, at least everyone can agree that uh, objectively, Tanjiro and Inosuke are perfect. <laughs> they don't need to develop at all. They're just perfect the way they are. No, they're not. I mean, I mean like, like the, the thing is that... Um, you know, it it could potentially be seen as as not that interesting, because um, like if you have a main character who doesn't necessarily go through a lot of character growth, because they like start as a shithead and they get better, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that might not be as interesting to certain people who really want that. But I think that like Tanjiro being the central pillar around which um, the show operates is very important. And while he doesn't change much, he does change. Yeah. But like, even when he gets stronger, right? Like he never forgets that the whole point is, is that he's, he's supposed to be kind and that he is incredibly empathetic, even to demons. And that like the reason that he's able to really like achieve this level, um, has to do a lot with, with, um, with how kind he is. Cause like there is a point where, um, he realizes, um, Oh, that's in the manga. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's really good. Uh, I, Tanjiro is is an amazing, amazing primary character. Uh, Inosuke is objectively perfect. Uh, and then you have <laughs> okay. Zenitsu, Zenitsu, who shines in certain moments. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like... I said this before, but the thing about Demon Slayer that's very impressive is the way that it uses um, tropes and understanding of those tropes to fast track understanding of what's happening um, to like increase readability of um, of content. Like this is what Promare does all the time because it's such a trigger core movie, basically, like everything about it is extremely studio trigger. So it's extremely readable. You know, this is a character. He's really dumb. He's really straightforward. He's going to do stuff. There's going to be a deus ex machina in the third act, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Like, yeah. It uses like these hooks, these tropes as hooks to like really just skip over most of the boring stuff that everyone has already seen a million times before and to get to the actual interesting stuff, which is fighting demons and um learning how to use your abilities or whatever um that still stands for sure uh i i i like i like that demon slayer is a a shonen like battle manga anime about kindness like it is about being nice to people even though you're you're technically killing them but it's like (laughs) like like what i said about fire force right where it is about releasing people from suffering this is like it does that, but actually has something to say about it, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, because because Tanjiro is like one of the only people who is who's really like um, really sees demons as like still people, and like right. he's doing something to help them. And right. a lot of the reason he's doing that is because he's carrying the literal manifestation of his failure on his back. Yeah, like his sister is a demon. But yeah. she's not trying to eat him. Right. And even if she was, he would still try to protect her because he feels like he failed her. And in turn, she also is able to, like, recognize him and, like, you know, overcome that kind of, like, demonness. And it makes for such a good dynamic because there's a reason why Tanjiro is so kind. Like... Yeah. And there's a reason why he burdens himself so much and why he takes on so much responsibility and he keeps pushing himself. It's because of the literal thing that happened at the beginning of the series that always comes back up as like the catalyst for all this and always comes back up as a thing that you should remember because it was actually very sad and traumatic. <laughs> it, I What I love about it is that, yes, he's your 
in on paper, I guess your typical shonen protagonist with a tragic backstory, you know. But the way that they handle it is in such a way that yes, it could very well just be your typical revenge story. Ah, he's gonna go kill all the demons and stuff like that, and forget his values until like the pivotal moment that he remembers. Oh, his parents taught him about kindness all along. Ah, but <laughs> the fact that he never actually forgets that and rather he actually gets stronger so that he can live up to those principles i think is really really great i think it's a it's a nice approach to the whole like potentially could have gone just plain old revenge route but instead he's going the i got i got people to save route (laughs) i mean yeah yeah i mean i i love it because it's it's like um you can tell that he he has a great deal of kindness towards demons and at the same time he's he's like very like vehemently not going to ever forgive the person who caused all this right yeah mm-hmm. so like there are people who are caught in in the crossfire of, yes. of what is happening and then there's exactly. like the person who actually did it and right it's really great that he's like you know you did not choose to be this way like you right. have killed a lot of people but like what i'm doing is not killing you for the sake of of killing you or even killing you for the sake of justice it is killing you so that you may rest at peace and not be a demon and have to kill more people right yeah. it's such a good central like core for the show to revolve around um it's it, oh god it's so good demons yeah, i really think good. it's 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 wonderful because it it so painstakingly pays attention to the people along the way, whereas another story that might be more focused on the revenge of getting to the final bad guy might be like, here's disposable fodder, group number one, here's group number two, and so on and so forth. And the fact that Tanjiro goes, like, foe by foe and, you know, tries to address them as people, tries to appeal to their whatever remaining humanity they have left before they ultimately have to battle and and whatnot, um, yeah. Versus the antagonist who we just saw, like <laughs> in one of the latest episodes, just goes through their own minions, like like the fodder that we might expect, like a revenge hero might also do, right? Like like right. just cuts them down right there. You don't even really know anything about who they were, what their personalities were like beyond that that brief glimpse in that one episode. So. I, I think that contrast was really well played too. Yeah, it, it's also I think it's also very interesting because it has one of the most um, varied portrayals of family um, and mm. what it means to protect your family. Like mm-hmm. there, because there's obviously like the the Tanjiro and his sister Nezuko as like the baseline of like this is this is the the one like familial relationship that is like kind of central to the show. Um, but you have a lot of other stories that kind of revolve around the characters and their families as well. Um, it yeah. gets, it got, it comes to a very sharp point later in the manga, like in the latest chapters. Um, but like here it's very, uh, it's very interesting because you have the household, um, the, um, the Kocho household, like the, the, the butterfly, uh, pillar, mm-hmm. um, where you have the girl, uh, who is the pillar, um, her older sister who was killed by a demon, 
and um, they're basically like adopted younger sister, right? Yeah. And it's this very, uh, I promise it will come back up again. I will <laughs> not say how or why, um, but it's very good. And mm-hmm. there's also other very complicated family dynamics that come up later. And I'm yeah, I'm getting that so hint to it. because they've I'm already so started. They they did so with the demon, and and the spider family or right. You know. Like what it, what does it mean to be a family? Right, and they explored it in terms of like this is what happens when you try to like make a fake family and force people through fear into these familial roles just for your own personal satisfaction. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, it's pretty much indistinguishable from a family, like, <laughs> because even if it's even if it's like the the people who are your familiar relations, uh, I know it's not literally like that in the show, but like, you know, a family that looks like a family from the outset could just be pretending to be a family. Um, right. And yeah. Like no, it, it could like definitely have very real life parallels right that right that arc or that, like a, that a family f- dynamic a family held together by fear is not a family right a family is held together by love and mm-hmm. like god it's good it's good it, it's very good <laughs> i love demon slayer i want more of it i can't wait for the train arc it's gonna be so good movie movie Movie, movie. Let's talk about the last thing that we actually watched, which was Dr. Stone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How did you feel about Dr. Stone, Renu? I thought it was so fun. (laughs) Yes. I I know people who are super sticklers for, like, you know, science and accuracy and what is all this shonen nonsense who probably might not like this, but that's because they going in would know that they wouldn't like this kind of shonen nonsense, but right. this is such good shonen nonsense. No, no. So yeah, right. Like Doctor Stone is really good, and it is part of this new wave of shonen anime and manga that are not about fighting. Yes. Like it's basically like the the shonen battle anime of science, because yeah. sure, it's not necessarily like one to one hyper realistic. But no, the, gen- the general trends of it and the general things that it says are fine enough. Mm-hmm. Like they're similar enough to real life. Because um, obviously you watch a shonen like a martial arts tournament and you're like, OK, all right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> where Dr. Stone is very much the same way where they're like, ah, yes. Sulfuric acid, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would agree that it it is just overall a good time. Yeah, it's it's purely it, it knows what it's about, which is it wants you to have fun, maybe also learn some science. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. it has it has this like current of like um which it's this is interesting actually because it has this current of like science as as progress um which is I mean, natural for characters that believe in science, like the the central character, like really believes in science. Um, yes, and it it like speaks of this like um, of like the present day um, from the perspective of like that not existing anymore, and like right. Um, obviously, there is a level of like um, well, also science did very many bad things. 
let's yes. be fair. But also, yes. but also, like, I, I think that it is it is entirely a reasonable position to take to be like, well, we we made science to help people and yes. to make life easier for people um, right. from a very like kind of surface level view. Like you can very much read it that way. And right. uh, it's very interesting to me. Um, this will come up in the later episodes and I'm not like too concerned about spoiling it because whatever is Dr. Stone where um, <laughs> the race quote unquote is essentially like if Senku creates like, like you saw it right where Senku is like, um, if we create gunpowder, we can, we can kill Tsukasa. It's the only thing yes. we can do. Oh um, my God. But when, the, when it comes down to it, when they're given the choice, of what to do with it, they decide to use it not to kill people, right? They yeah. li- they use it to signal people and to like bridge that connection. So I think it does have a a p- perhaps something to say about the way that science connects people. I possibly. think it's, it's yes. I think it's interesting because it obviously it's targeted towards you know, a, a younger audience in terms of, like, you know, people who would normally read Shonen Jump, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of has to be a bit, like, uh, not too, not too, like, hardcore in terms of, like, oh, these people are going to die. Like, that one guy that I thought was going to die so many times that one episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and get, like, beaten to death or, you know, like, whatever. And then he ends up fine. I was like, oh, that's a very soft way of approaching it. I, I'm fine with that because that's not the point of the show. I think it also, in that way, tends to kind of, like, softly allude to, you know, obviously the threats that that come with scientific progress. Right. Um, but also more heavily focuses on being optimistic about science and how it can be properly utilized to, you know, to do great things like provide medicine, provide glasses, you know, all these things that we wouldn't have that we'd be struggling with to this day if it wasn't for scientific progress, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like there is a, an amount of like, um, addressing of it, right? Like, like Tsukasa as the main antagonist is like, I, don't want to resurrect this corrupt society, which is fair. Right. Yeah. I mean, valid. Um, <laughs> but also, like, going around and murdering people, maybe... Maybe not valid. <laughs> maybe, maybe not valid to indiscriminately murder people when they can't fight back is like, ah, okay, all right, let's... Uh, let, hold, hold up, let's think about this. You can't indiscriminately destroy adult people just because you feel like they're all corrupt. That's not how this works. Um, uh. But, like... There is a very wistfulness um, about the show, and uh, really about any show that um, is is kind of like this. Like I know Slime was was a, like kind of touching on this as well, where um, because one of the characters is uh, is like an isekai character, but from like uh, like firebombed Japan, and oh, then like yes. and yeah. then like um, he comes in and he's like, oh yeah, we're we're actually doing like great great quote unquote of course like people committing suicide right, right, in high yeah, yeah. high amounts due to mass stress because corporatism right. and capitalism is the best um but like <laughs> from a from a like far away lens from the i want to be optimistic about this lens which i think a lot of shonen is and and mm-hmm. is always kind of like going to be like that right yeah where 
And this is what impresses me about Demon Slayer, where it is about kindness and not about letting people run over you, where it's like, I'm doing you a kindness by putting you to rest. I have to kill you, but it's not because I want to do violence. It is literally because I want to save you. Anyway, I think I think that a lot of shonen is like that, where it because it's geared towards a younger audience, like explicitly in, in the genre it it is meant to take a very optimistic view to things to say like well we can always change things um right and- it's it's it it tries to take a, like a a guiding kind of uh frame of like like just stand basically but right. without being too patronizing about it yeah uh, and, and yeah. i think it it does a fairly good job because i think it pretty clearly demonstrates senku's flaws which is sometimes he doesn't always consider the human component uh in in all of this mess but at the end of the day he is trying to do good with science versus bad (laughs) right yeah i mean it's it is it is science for the beauty of of progress but also on some level it is to help people um yeah and that's that's really what's important like the ability to have because this is this is the thing about um about shonen is that shonen revolves so strongly around having power and using that power for something. And yeah. mm-hmm. oftentimes it is it is about having power and like look seeing what it's like for people to misuse it and and having your own power to correct that. So it is very important to in a shonen sh- like anime to have characters that care about people and mm-hmm. like this is this is why the the sort of previous generation of um of shonen has like has kind of been descended into this generation where all of it is revolving more or less around saving people um because you know Dragon Ball Z is obviously like power for the sake of power I want to become stronger because I want to be stronger and I want to beat stronger people and like it continues to be that way, where Goku's like, I'm going to risk the entire civilization <laughs> on our planet to fight stronger people. Woo! Yes. Woo! Um, and it just so happens that he like is saving people occasionally um, by doing <laughs> uh-huh. that. Uh, and, you know, Naruto, Bleach, and, and One Piece are also very much like this, where mm-hmm. they're all about getting power for the sake of having power to beat the people who are misusing their power and incidentally saving people. Whereas this generation of shonen is so, so different in that regard of people have power and they have to use that power to help other people, you know? Hmm. Um, and it's not a new concept, right? It is literally the guiding principle of Spider-Man, where with a great power, you have great responsibility. Um, but I think it's only really now that it's been embraced as kind of this, the thing that we're doing, right? Like Senku wants to build a kingdom of science and he's doing it. And he's also building medicine to help sick people and like glasses and, and all that sort of, of sort of stuff. Like he wants to do it to help people. Cause he knows that these, these things um, in, in his world were, were helpful to people. Um, and in the same way, demon slayer is, is about, saving people by you know beating them in single combat and in a very very similar way like in maybe the the 
simplest and purest way, My Hero Academia is literally about that. It is about saving people because you're a hero. You're not just a dude that fights good. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about the way that um, our conceptions of the genre have evolved over time, Um, because it's it is very interesting to me that Shonen nowadays is is a lot um, is a lot more focused around this kind of thing, which I like personally, because I like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's about softness, about being soft, being soft. It's okay to be soft. It's okay to be soft. (laughs) I mean, you have to also be hard, but like you're hard and soft. Either you gotta have a nice balance. <laughs> you gotta have a nice balance so that when it when it comes down to it, you you can be soft to the people who need you need to be soft to, and hard to the people you need to be hard to. It's just how it be. Uh-huh. It's just how it be. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think overall Doctor Stone is very very fun and very indicative of this this kind of new wave of of shonen shows. Because, I mean. This season, um, not not the season we're talking about right now, but the season that is has just started airing, um, Food Wars has come back. So, like, see, I was just thinking about how refreshing the this latest series of protagonists have been, and then I was like, oh, but then Food Wars just has Soma. <laughs> like, no, I like Soma. I, you- I I I have a lot of feelings about Food Wars, um, and I think. I've actually read most of the manga. Um, it's okay. I think it's over now, um, and there's oh, like a couple okay. of extra chapters at the end. Yeah, and I can say with a, a decent amount of certainty that like actually, Food Wars is also pretty much the same thing. Um, okay, much I, of it. If it much is, of it, then I haven't seen a. L- <laughs> I don't know how much. Y- of yes, I, I will say it doesn't really address it until like the very end. Oh, okay. Um, but it. <laughs> It is on some level about that because, I mean, it's a food show, so it has to be about that, right? Like, yes, I just it feels to me like the way like like I I understand Soma's character in in terms of like and I do think it's really endearing that he is like a family diner kind of cook and that that comes with a lot of like certain values, right? And certain beliefs in family mm -hmm. and whatnot. I don't I just don't <laughs> I don't feel like his character at least to me is characterized as deeply as I would want it to be at I, least so I, far from what I've I seen think on the show. that's I think that's fair um <laughs> I will say the last arc which goes absolutely like bonkers off the rail by the way <laughs> um the last arc is more focused around that because it's more about mm. um it's more about that level of like um I will I will save you through my cooking basically like I will <laughs> I will use my cooking to evoke certain memories in you to help you overcome your trauma that sort of thing. Uh, um okay. A little bit. It depends. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Food Wars is is I think more on the spectrum of like pure entertainment. Um Dr. Stone yes. also also very entertaining, um very fun to watch. Like I I don't it's a, it's a, just a really nice shonen show to watch. Like I yeah, I think it's um battling that, with cooking about, just yeah. like Dr. Stone is battling with science, you know. Yeah, it's battling fun. with cooking, battling with uh, with science. There's um there's a manga called um I don't know if it's called Act Age or Act Age. Um I'm fairly <laughs> certain it's Act Age, uh which is it's a shonen about I think acting. Oh. Yeah. 
so they battle with acting. Yes, it's like it's like an acting shonen battle manga. Is this like that one <laughs> that one show that you had really liked with the girls and they were dancing and there was a giraffe and they were in fancy outfits? Oh, <laughs> oh, um, yes. Um, uh, like Review Starlight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I haven't read it. I just bought okay. it up because I'd, I'd heard that it was a shonen battle about acting. Okay. I mean, to be fair, though... <laughs> It, it is it is acting in um, Shoujo Kageki Review Starlight, but it's also they're actually fighting. <laughs> like to be fair, they're they're brandishing weapons at each other. <laughs> there is literal fighting, but also acting to fight. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think Doctor Stone is pretty good. Aside from the fact that like all the the women characters look like that. Oh man! Like I've mentioned this <laughs> countless times, but it seems like the mangaka does not know how to draw women, which is really weird because all the dudes he draws are like uniquely like great. Uh, and the fact that they fan service the women quite a bit is like it's not as as like overt as you know maybe like Shokugeki no Soma or whatever, obviously. But right. Uh, the fact that they do, and then and then you just see the their face. And it, I was gonna say it, it. Honestly, it almost dampens the fan service effect. Like it becomes a little bit comical. It's like, why? and and the fact that you, having read the manga, said that the anime actually does them service. It, it just, really like, does, which mind. is like the saddest I part. I can't deal with this. I I don't understand how all the women can look like that when all the dudes look fine. Yeah, the dudes look fine. Like they look a little weird, but it's like a good weird. Yeah, yeah. And then all the women the just look like this, like a leak for hair, but it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't understand. I I really don't. But I guess that's okay. <laughs> that's whatever. Um, it's so That's, you know who yeah. is man, who is woman. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. None of the designs ever get better. <laughs> I promise you, <laughs> they don't get better. <laughs> it's just something you have to get over when you watch the show because you're just like you have to stop looking at their faces. Basically, you're like, ah, eh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Um, aside from that, that's uh, actually that's it. That's literally it. That that was the last show we went. Oh my god. We'll do better reading- next time. I swear. No, it's fine. I was actually reading comments of like while I was watching Doctor Stone because you know sometimes people can leave comments on right. the episodes and people were saying that that you know the girls were their favorite part and how cute they what? were. And look at their face. No. Like, no. Who? <laughs> Are you? That's not okay. <laughs> Those they're like they're like if oh, you if you learn is so refreshing. I was like, wait, what? Part? Holy shit! The char- the women characters in the show look like if you if you learned how to draw women from a book that was titled like How to Draw Manga for Manly Men, <laughs> like How to Draw Sexy Bimbo Lady. Like, 
that's literally what it looks like, and I don't understand it. It looks like somebody who drew like hentai, but like w- like weird hentai. <laughs> no. I don't understand it. Um, I don't think I will ever 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 understand how it can be like that. Uh, but aside from that, it's pretty entertaining. Oh. Um. So yeah, that's it. Uh, we will we will do better next season. Uh, I promise. Don't um, make promises you can't keep. <laughs> I know. You. I I do this every single time, and I will continue to make promises that I can't keep. Uh, just because <laughs> that's what I'm like. Um. <laughs> we will probably do a like trailer watch for the next season relatively soon, whenever we have time. So. You know, at some point, um, yay, maybe, and then, um, aside from that, like, yeah, uh, we'll just continue trucking along. We're getting very close to the end of the year, we're getting distressingly close to the end of the year. Hot diggity dog, like, if we if we just counted based on the number of weeks, we would have like four more episodes, which is kind <laughs> of horrific. That's terrifying, anyway. Um, thanks, thanks for listening. Um, what are you up to, Renu? Where where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Twitch, uh, Facebook, all at Swandron. I'm on Instagram at Swan.Dron. Um, I have been streaming commissions stuff, like emotes and all that. Um, I... I'm still going to be working on Inktober until the end of the month, and then I'll be done, and I don't know what I'll do in November, but hopefully I won't be a super masochist and also do NaNoWriMo, and I'll just God. watch Soup Suffer through that instead. God. <laughs> my life will become a living hell. But that's okay. <laughs> I kind of need that focus in my life anyway. Yeah, you're you're the magician of sorcery, Soup. You, you I am. I'll do a magician of sorcering. <laughs> What will you be up to, buddy? Uh, you can find me all places at Literal Soup, um, as always. Um, I am uh, over the course of the next two weeks. I'm not going to be up to that much. Uh, my partner will be visiting on Wednesday and then leaving on Monday. So, uh, in the middle of when this episode goes out, I guess I will be—I don't know—going out to an aquarium or something. That's cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I will be. Uh, I'm so I'm thinking about putting a Patreon together for myself, which is kind of a weird thing to talk about on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> because you're already very generous enough to like donate to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I like. I kind of just need something to do. <laughs> do. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? time for the things you already do <laughs> i mean i can make time um but it's it's just i just oh my God. i need i need to do some kind of work in my life right now and i need money to do that okay also um but yeah i mean it's gonna be i'm gonna put it together and obviously it is not a mandatory thing it's just helpful for me um uh, but I've already got one person who, um, one of my friends has said that, uh, he would most likely s- sign up for a tier that just is, uh, a 30 to $35 tier where it's just, I go to a ramen place and dedicate a review in your name, <laughs> which is so far my favorite tier that I've come up with. 
Um, I so, think you would do quite well with that. <laughs> yeah, so be on be on the lookout for that because that might be a, a thing that um, I end up putting together and, and putting up. Uh, my itch page is also literal soup. Um, I'm thinking about putting some stuff up, like I'm thinking about designing some stuff uh, and and putting it up. By which I mean I'm thinking about finally formatting some stuff to put up. Um, yeah. So definitely be on the lookout for that as as well. Uh, I will tweet about it. You can find that, like I said, at Literal Soup. Uh, you can find our Twitter, the podcast Twitter, at AbsoluteCast on Twitter. Um, and, of course, our Patreon is patreon.com slash atcast, which I messed up last time we did this <laughs> and then immediately corrected myself. Okay. Um, our opening is by Scotchy Network, and our ending is by Takumakara. And uh, our our patron to thank for this uh, this week is uh, Frostfall. So thanks so much for thanks, man. supporting us. Because um, really, at this point, because I don't have a job, it's getting to be a little tenuous. But yeah, you you make the the podcast uh, up like a thing that I can do and not cry myself to sleep about. Um, and everyone else who everyone else who just just listens thank you so much because thank we, you you know we could not make this without you so <laughs> thanks so much let's do the ending thing which one see you next time <laughs> <laughs> ね。